the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live. Look up, because in my heart and in your heart, there's a cloud starting to rise. And God's in that cloud. It's not a cloud that's going to hurt you. It's a cloud that's going to bless you. And God's going to speak out of that cloud. Healing is going to come. Refreshing. Jesus said, whoever drinks of this water is going to thirst again. But I'm going to give them water unto everlasting life. Welcome to The Healing Word. We're so glad to have you with us today. Before we begin today's message, Pastor Jack Morris is here with me to share some exciting news. Pastor? Thanks, Eric. Hello, friend. The ministry of the Healing Word is reaching more and more people with hope and healing, and I'm excited to tell you about our new website, thehealingword.com. There you'll find inspirational testimonies, messages that will encourage you in your Christian walk, and a new resource called Pray Now. God wants to answer your prayers, and I want to pray with you. Simply go to thehealingword.com, click on Pray Now, and choose the topic that best describes your need. I will pray with you and provide some practical steps from the Word of God to help you overcome. Today is the day to be healed, to be restored. So, let's pray now. Thanks for the update, Pastor, and I'm ready to pray now. But first, let's continue with today's Healing Word program. Pastor Jack Morris is focused on clouds. And no, this message isn't about the weather, but how clouds have played a role in biblical stories and God's deliverance. From Moses to Elijah to Jesus, calming a deadly storm. Learn how God works unexpectedly to provide peace and protection. When you think of clouds, what comes to mind? What do you think about when you think of clouds? Clouds are a, a mass miniature of little tiny droplets, liquid droplets, all massed together, floating around in the sky. But when we think of clouds, we normally think of rain, thunder, lightning, storm, winds, big waves. What do you think of when you think of clouds? Well, by the help of the Holy Spirit, we're going to talk about the Lord being in the clouds. Some of those clouds that we think are so devastating, and some of them are uh, dangerous, some of them are. But somehow, the Lord is going to reveal himself and speak to us out of the clouds just exactly like he did or very similar to how he spoke to the disciples and Jesus when they were on the mount and Jesus was transfigured before them. 
Friend, we're coming into the presence of God, and my prayer, dear Lord, he knows my prayer is that this will be a transforming service, that you and I will be transformed by his presence, that somehow in our hearts we will hear him say, this is my beloved son. Listen to him. You can't listen to him if you're not in the Word. Let's be in the Word of God wherever we are. Storms. There was a friend of mine who went on vacation back to one of the islands where he was born and raised, and he had a lot of family, and he went back home and for just a couple of weeks. And then he came back, and we saw each other, and uh, I asked him, I said, how was your vacation? Oh, by the way, we have the Hoopers back from vacation. Let's, let's give them a hand. Welcome home. <laughs> you, you two look like you need a rest. <laughs> well, my friend came back, and you know how it is after a vacation. Sometimes you need a bigger rest. Than we, you went away to get a rest, and you come home tired. Happened to all of us, I'm sure, sometime or other. But my friend came home to this home, to this area, and I said, how was your vacation? He, his face was almost drawn. He said, there was a storm. I said, oh, I'm so sorry. You went on vacation. I said, I hope the houses weren't destroyed and lives were lost. He said, oh, no, no, not that kind of storm. He said, it was a family storm. We went to be with family, and a storm broke out. A family storm, a relationship storm. Storms come in various ways. I, I think of the song, I almost said hymn, that um, Lena Horne is known for, her signature song, Stormy Weather. Well, she wasn't the first one to sing it, but no one can sing it quite like her. But Ethel Waters sang that very song in 1933. Stormy weather. Lena, in her song, as she sings it, she said that my man left me. I don't know whether it was a, a husband that was the man or a live-in, but since we're in church, we'll say it was a husband. That... <laughs> we'll make it sound right, won't we? <laughs> Don't make me laugh, I cough. <laughs> a storm. It happens in marriages. Every once in a while, there's a storm. You can't go forever without a storm. We're a family, we're where you work, or with relatives. Do you know there are storms in churches sometimes? Yeah. Misunderstanding, words spoken, wasn't intended that way. But we come to conclusions and we form judgments. The scripture says, judge not that you be not judged. For with what judgment you judge, you're going to be judged back. You know, you reap what you sow, right? So this stormy weather, clouds. Last week I did talk about the disciples out on the water in a storm and I keep going back to it. I'm going back to it just a little while this morning. 
but there are just so many beautiful things and issues and teaching uh, sections to it. I, I don't know whether we, I can ever, ever really cover the whole story of the storms. Jesus being on the mountain, dismissing the crowd that he fed the loaves and the fish to, sent the disciples off onto the Sea of Galilee to go to the other side in a boat. And he went back up on the mountain to pray. And in the middle of the night sometime, he looked down from the mountain and he saw the disciples in a literal storm. The wind was blowing and the waves were crashing into the boats and it was raining. They were straining at the oars. It was a terrible situation. But the important thing is that he saw them before they saw him. He, he sees us. He knows right where we are all the time. And he went to them. Isn't that beautiful? That he went to them where they were in the storm. Now, these disciples were blindsided by that storm. They weren't prepared for it. They had no idea it was coming. Back then, they didn't have Doppler radar. But these men were all fishermen, and they could pretty well intuit what was going to happen in the weather. They, they've been, this is how they made their living out there on the water. And when they got in the boat, everything was fine. Hey, do you, you, you remember those days that just start out beautifully? And when the, the, before the day is over, something happens and everything is helter-skelter, something like that, a mess. Well, they started out in a beautiful, beautiful evening. But before very long, the storm came. Friend, if we only knew when it was coming, we could obviate it and head it off and do something about it. But we don't know when the storm's going to hit. But we do know this. I hope you know this. The storm is going to hit. Most of the time, when you don't even expect it, we never know. But God knows and God is looking, and God is watching. And if you're in a storm today, listen to this message, because Jesus sees you. He sees you're trying to get through it. You're trying to rectify it. You're trying to explain yourself, but nobody will listen. They've already formed their opinion. Oh, God, help us today to love one another, to be forgiving as he has forgiven us, that we will forgive one another. Storms come, usually when we're not prepared. There was a man, 50 years ago, he went to heaven at the age of 47. His name was Jack Holcomb, and Jack was his nickname, but everybody knew him. He was a singer, a tenor singer. And he sang all over America and other parts of the world. I, I never saw him, never met him. But I heard his singing, and just the other day I went on the uh, was Amazon and listened to some of his old songs, and they're sort of muffled. I can't detect the words. But it was said of him that he sang with a tear in his voice. Uh, uh, he had a storm. Now, Holcomb, Reverend Holcomb, he was a pastor, he was a minister, evangelist, and a great singer. He was raised in a poor family. He grew up, married a fine Christian lady. About three years later, she died. Sometime later, he married again. And he had a two-year-old daughter, beautiful little girl. You go on 
Amazon, you will see the picture of this two-year-old girl. And who was expecting it? Certainly not the Holcombs. But that little two-year-old girl fell out of her high chair, hit her forehead, and died. You don't know when the storm's coming. You just don't know. And it's a sad, sad story, if I can get through it. He, the little girl's body was taken to the funeral home. And while the little girl was in the funeral home, before they could have the funeral service, in Waco, Texas, a storm, a literal storm, hit that city and almost leveled that city. I don't know how many people were killed 50-some years ago. And that tornado hit that funeral home head-on and leveled it. There wasn't one stone left on another. I mean, it was just about as level as this platform. That little girl's body was there, and the body was gone. And Holcomb said that he went down to the funeral home as soon as he could get down there, and there wasn't anything left, and his little girl's body was gone. And he begins to search all over that city, and everywhere he found rebel, he would dig into it, to see if his little girl's body was in there. Friend, you think you have troubles. I think I have troubles. Oh, can you imagine? And he went back to the funeral home, and he stood on the property where that little little body was laid out in that casket. And he prayed. He said, God, help me. I want to bury my daughter. I want to bury her. And I don't know where her body is. And he said he started to walk away, and God spoke to his heart and said, Go to the cemetery. He went to the cemetery, and I suppose because the cemetery was an open place and the grass all mowed out, there were many people in Waco who had been killed in that storm, and their bodies were laid out like that. And he walks down the line looking, and he saw this tiny little baby daughter. He found his daughter. And it wasn't long after that he died and he was buried beside his daughter. Friend, you don't know what life's going to throw at you. And that's how it comes sometimes. It doesn't come softly. It's just like it's thrown at you. We have to be ready. We have to be in Christ. We have to be close to Jesus. We have to know him and have his strength if we're ever going to make it. What do the people do out there who don't know Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior? Well, Jesus saw that situation of those disciples out on the water, and he walked out on the water to them. Now, that's what he wanted them to see. He wanted them to see the majestic, display of his majestic presence. Do you know that God is here today? His majestic presence is here. He is here, what? To love you, to help you, particularly those of you who are going through a difficult place, going through your own storm. And though you may not be in a storm, look out, you won't live too much longer. There will be a storm. Storms come. 
I've never seen so many storms. I can't remember a summer when there's been so many storms, bad storms, lightning striking, killing people, people running for shelter. But I'm talking now about emotional, spiritual, physical, financial, relational storms. Like my friend came home from his vacation and said, there was a storm, family storm. But before the disciples saw Jesus, he saw them. It was like, I, I think of the story of, of Lazarus and Martha and Mary. They're those three young adults, and Jesus loved them. He loved going to their house, eating at their table. They were some of his very best friends. But Lazarus died. The only boy in the family, young man, died. And Jesus waited. You know, sometimes he has a different plan than our plan. And it's not for me to tell him, Lord, you hurry up. Come on, Lord, move quickly. No, God moves in his time. When the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son. And friend, I believe, I really truly believe that this is your morning. Somebody is going to have a great morning today because of the presence of the Lord. I don't know that the storm is going to pass over. We sing that song, the storm is passing over. But I'll tell you, he's going to bless you and help you. And you're going to be okay. And he's going to take you through the storm. Like the man says, get ready. Get ready. Is here to bless. Well, the Lord waited, and now he comes to Martha and Mary. Martha goes out to meet him. Now, this is what she said to him. She said, Lord, if you had been here. I mean, she was a little ticked off with Jesus. She knew he had the power. We're your, some of your best friends. Mary and Lazarus. The one you loved is dead. You were only two miles away. How many people I was out walking and jogging and this young woman went by and a man went by and I holler over at him and said, how many miles? I said, five miles, six miles. I said, I'm ashamed. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I, went, I went a mile, a whole mile. You were only two miles away, Jesus. You were so close. Why didn't you just walk over here? It would take you, what, 20 minutes? Half hour? But this is what she said. Fred, listen to this. This is what she said. She caught herself, and I pray that some of us will catch ourselves before we speak. We put our mouth in gear before our heart is ready. This is what she said. She said, Lord, if you had been here, she caught herself real quick. She said, even now, even now, even though now I'm disappointed, even though I now my brother is dead, even though now I'm hurting, but even now you can do something, even though he's dead. You see, God can always do something when you believe and have faith in him and you're living in that relationship with him. Even now, Moses was called upon to lead the people of Israel to the promised land. Now, 
I know, friend, I do know this. He did not walk, step in, but he looked over in. And if there hadn't been a Moses, there had never been a Joshua. There was a Joshua because there was a Moses all those years. And God told Moses, lead my people. I'm going to set them free. I'm going to do something. But God always needs a man. He always needs a woman. God only works through people. And Moses was yielding to the Lord. Martha said, even now, sometimes we're waiting on God who's only two miles away and God is waiting on us. Come on, let's get reverent before the Lord. I see people come in a little early and come down and pray. Get ready. Get their hearts ready. It's time to not tell jokes. It's, it's time to talk to Jesus and get our hearts ready. We're in the temple of the Lord. Because of your unfailing love, I enter your house. I'm in your house. I'm in your presence. I'm not going to get in your presence nine o'clock or two minutes after nine after the announcements are made. You're here now. I'm here now. And the miracle has started. Hallelujah. God is in his house. Let all of the earth be quiet and silent before him. He is speaking. And he can't speak because our mouth is just... We have too many things to say to too many people. And God is saying, hey, look up here. I'm up here. I want to come down there. But I, I'm going to have to break in on your conversation. No, look to the Lord. Reverend, it, what does it say? I enter your house with the deepest of awe. I come in those front doors with the deepest of awe. Friend, now I know I've been to church. I've been forgiven. I've been redeemed. I've been healed. I've been blessed. My needs have been supplied. My family as well. I have so much to give God praise for what the Lord is doing. And Moses said to God, when God told him, you have to be quiet to listen to the Lord. Be quiet. And we were listening. Moses was listening. And God was speaking to Moses. And what God was saying to Moses was going to affect two million Israelites in slavery. God doesn't talk to hear himself talks. He talks for you to hear him talk. For me to hear him talk. He's talking to Moses and Moses listens now, and Moses says this to the Lord. Okay, I'm going to lead my people out. I'm going to lead them up to the promised land. Whether it's convenient for Moses or not, that was beside the point. This was God's turn. This was an opportunity for ministry. Moses said, I'll go, but your presence must go with me. Did you hear that? Your presence must go with me. I won't go without your presence. Moses was saying, God, don't send an angel to lead me. Don't send a cherub. Don't send Michael. 
Don't send Gabriel. You, you come. And if you don't come, I'm not going. Wow, he got bold, didn't he? But that's exactly what God wanted to hear. I want you, Lord, more than anything else in all the world. Scripture says in Isaiah 60, and I close, Arise, shine, talking to you, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. The Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Believe it, receive it, be blessed, be healed, be forgiven, be made whole. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you bow your heads with me, please? It's remarkable how Jesus sees us, comes to us, and comforts us with his presence, and how we can find refuge in him. Jesus is the answer to every situation, so turn to him today. As Pastor Morris mentioned at the top of today's program, the Pray Now app is available at thehealingword.com. There, you can join the pastor in prayer regarding a need in your life and listen as he provides advice from God's Word that will bring answers your way. Again, pray now at thehealingword.com. Join us tomorrow for another Healing Word message. Until then, blessings on you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.